Hey everyone, and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Westworld Season 1, Episode 8. It's called Trace Decay. Full spoilers for the episode, as always. First things first, this episode, this is the this is the first time in Westworld that we've not had the review up at the exact same time, give or take an hour. Uh, Connor's internet was down at the usual record time, so not much we could do about it. Although, he could have not went to see Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. I'm sorry, but priorities. <laughs> Awful priorities. Anyway, let's get on with this. Obviously, episode 7 ended with the big Bernard revelation. Bernard's a host. Speculated that he was modelled after Arnold, and I have more thoughts on that, uh, based on a couple of things in this episode. So we'll start with him, his plotline. We actually start right after the end of the last one, give or take, with Ford and Bernard, and... Them having this really interesting conversation where Bernard's kind of aware of what he is, but because of the way he's been programmed and because of him looking after the other hosts, has more of an understanding of what's going on. I thought that was very unique. Yeah, I also thought it was actually interesting that Ford addressed that as well. Yeah. Like, he, he was aware of how ironic this situation was. Yeah, because he even he brought it up and he talked about how Arnold was always like obsessed with what's the because because Bernard keeps saying that the feelings he's feeling are real or are, are, are they real? He keeps asking it and he, he says I feel these things like why? And he's like, well, that was something Arnold was always obsessed with was like where does that line end and like humanity begins like wh- where does that point of crossover? And Ford speculates that there is no crossover like human beings are actually just more like the hosts than they than we give ourselves credit for you know yeah uh, so in- interesting discussion. Of course, most of the interesting stuff with Bernard really comes later, mm. um, and it was actually it was actually it's actually kind of strange to start with this story actually because what gets us to the scene with him is actually kind of honestly they all kind of overlap Link together at the they? end yeah. yeah they all kind of like come together at the end but yeah yeah we'll go elsewhere first it's weird to jump into that without talking about Maeve first yeah and even to an extent the Man in Black they all they all come crashing together towards the end of the episode so Maeve Maeve makes the uh, the butchers give her more control and you know the Asian one is sympathetic and doesn't like give her a hard reset like because like, you know Sylvester's like yeah yeah just uh, just fry her basically just, just fry her yeah it gets us out of this mess but he updates her with the ability to give the other host commands which mm. in and of itself was really fascinating. It was really interesting seeing her like test it and like tell the barman rewrite the scenes. Yeah, yeah. like you know, uh, I don't have a you know my tabs clear. You know, no, no, that was my favorite part though. She oh. never said do something for me or my tab. It was always oh, yeah, as a third person narrator. Oh yeah, true. Like, I was, like she was a storyteller. I wasn't implying it was anything else. I was just that no, was no, essentially just, what she was doing. I just want um, to point out that I found it really interesting how she was a narrator and not just giving commands. Yeah, it was when she goes outside and she sees like the two sheriffs uh, decide to practice their you know your their quick draw on each other, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, they shoot each other. And that was, that was basically just all her testing and she was there was also these implications of her building her army to escape because she realized it wasn't going to be easy. And you get a sense that she might be because we see Hector come in and she's like ready like she's like oh it's time that time of the week the heist is going yeah. down. So she's very much more self-aware. But at the same time, you get this feeling that she's always in over her head. Definitely. Like, like it's never going to be as easy as she seems to think. Even though she's doing a great job and she's really getting it, 
it's never going to be as easy. Of course, one of the most interesting things when she's with the butchers and they're talking and she's talking about her encoding and she how she's looking at it and analysing. She's like, there's like parts of me that are old, much older than anything else, and there's also parts that are kind of locked away that I just that are just out of reach, and. As soon as she said that, I was thinking, wait, is she talking about like the hidden Arnold stuff that's like deep in yeah. there? And then she immediately says, who is Arnold? I was like, oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No subtlety on that one. No, no, that was like, you know, in your face. That, that was like, oh, right, the, she went there. Which made um, it stand out even more because of how subtle this show has been. I think I think it works really well, though, because she would just, she would just come out and say it. Like... Yeah, she wouldn't have any concept of filtering it out. Yeah, it's just like the characters who would just blatantly ask questions should just blatantly say the things, and it and it's exciting for us because we're like waiting for these answers, or at least her acknowledging them. It at least confirms this idea that these older models have this hidden code in them that have this this extra programming. Yeah, you know? and why is she having all these memories and so far at least all the ones who seem to be having these memories and these loops and these kind of things going on all seem to be older models that were at least in some capacity around when Arnold was around yeah so no really really interesting but of course it all kind of goes kablooey because she tries to uh, like when she tries to enact her plan and everything's going down she ends up having this weird look moment where she goes back and you know she goes back to the whole man in black coming in when she has a daughter in the previous like storyline the previous scene, and she lashes out the same way she lashes out at the man in black in that scene. Which I mean, I think for a start we've got to talk about how she can harm humans. Well, yeah, that's the th- I mean, in this episode they play it as if they've programmed that into her. Like, that was one of the new things along with the uh, you know the controlling other hosts. Yeah. This was a new part of programming. So when that happens and she slashes Sylvester, it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty... Actually, see, during that scene, I was thinking, wait, how are you going to clean this up? You, you got a dead man, like, on the floor, but of yeah, course... Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. But then she's like, oh, you better save him. Go on. He might be useful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no. But she slashes him in the exact same place in the, the neck as she does the man in black in the flashback. So that was deep within her. This ability to do this was in there. And we'll yeah. talk about what that means to the man in black in a minute, because, again, everything comes crashing together. It, it makes sense at this time of the season. It, it does. We're, we're, you know, episode eight, two episodes left. It makes sense that things are finally starting to interlink a bit more. That, 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 that's, that all happens, and, you know, the, the men in the white suits, you know, the techies and whatever come in to get her. They have to extract her. And she plays dumb, she plays, you know, all silent, but she's just, like, slash people, and she tries to flee, and she doesn't get anywhere. All seems very important. But of course, it doesn't become. It, again, it becomes more important because of how it links into the other stuff. So, let's flip over to Man in Black. Yeah. Actually, no. Let's stay. Let's stay on a. Let's stay on. A, I want to link Card and Bernard first, actually. So. Okay. So, so we see. That, so, from the Man in Black, we do find out that this thing with the daughter happened a year ago, right? Yes. And after the incident, and we'll talk about the incident with the man in black because it's more directly related to him, but after the incident happens and they bring her you know, into the, the tech rooms and the analysis and all that and we see Ford and we see Bernard come in like a year ago. So not to add more timelines to the mix, but we know this is a year before present day. There's, do you know what? There's a few timelines established in this one. Yeah, there's at least four. Yes. <laughs> there's at least four. And so... 
so so Ford cams are down. The other techs can, but he comes in and he you know puts in some you know unique code and he's able to camera down. And like okay, reset. You know I'm going to take these memories away from you. First thing that's interesting, she says the line. She she says I don't want you to take. The, well, she doesn't say this exact phrase, but she doesn't want him to take the memory of her daughter away. And then the line that she says is, "The memory is all I have left of her." Yeah. Which is what Bernard said to his wife about his daughter, and it's what Dolores said, as well, in the the flashback scene. So, or at least what we think is the flashback scene. So again, it, fe- it feels like Arnold has put a very specific phrase in here. Yeah, or or maybe like, does it come from Arnold, or does Bernard, as a host, just get it from Maeve? Like, yeah, it could be. And it's like this knock-on effect. I. I I don't know. Sort of similar to uh, what was it at the start of the season? These violent delights have violent yeah. ends. Yeah. Yeah, like how how that would like repeat through. It was like a knock on thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can see that. But here's the interesting thing I really want to point in this scene. So Maeve actually in this scene, like after she seems like she's calm, actually freaks out again and tries to commit suicide. Essentially, she stabs herself in the neck. But the most interesting part about that is that she, who she looks at before she does it she looks at Bernard and it's yeah. like she sees something in Bernard that makes her want to do it so if we're going with this idea that Bernard is actually modelled after Arnold does she recognise Arnold? I mean you have to assume so right? yeah but at this point I can have, I'm assuming that yeah that, that's the thing it's like there's there's no other reason that we have been presented with yeah, it it does feel like this episode more than anything is like starting to confirm a lot of suspicions and mm-hmm. sort of linking things up. There's a don't get me wrong, there's, like, there's a couple of little things that maybe go against a few ideas, but it feels like a lot more things are coming together in that sense, which leads me neatly to the Man in Black. And we see him with Teddy. They're getting closer to the maze. They they find these dead bodies, and Teddy starts having memories. You know, again, he's, this is now the third host, really, that's ha- having proper memories. And he, he remembers Man in Black pulling Dolores away. Yeah. And that makes him lash out and, like, tie up Man in Black. Of course, not before they actually find someone who's alive. They find a woman who's a host. And the Man in Black says, Oh, it's you. That's weird. I thought they would have decommissioned you. Yeah. So, you know. And you, did you recognise her? I did. I believe she was the the host that greeted William, uh, William and Logan, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, at the very least, this this lines up with him being William because it sets the idea that he met her all those years ago, and he's and, like, oh. and being the very first one he saw, you'd think that would stick in his memory. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh, it's you." Uh, that said, that's not the only time I've seen her. We see her again in this episode. We do. Uh, during a Dolores scene, which we'll again get to. See, all these <laughs> Man, things... so much jumping around oh, this week. <laughs> yeah, there's so much like that all comes together here. Uh, but Dolores... Yeah, Dolores sees her in another scene, and we'll talk about that. But So, we have her. So, she's been repurposed. She's in the park in present day with them. And, obviously, by the end of the episode, it's revealed... The sort of the cliffhanger right at the end of the episode is that she's actually working with Wyatt, and Wyatt's, like, you know, Ghost Nation Army all... Well... I say Ghost Nation, that may have just been the past, if that's the past. But, you know, Wyatt's men all come out of the, the woods, and that's kind of the sort of the dramatic cliffhanger. But all of the real interesting stuff is before that. All, all of the fascinating, like... The monologue. Um, the monologue that... 
the monologue that then overlaps, like, and then, you know, you hear his monologue over the scenes with Maeve and her daughter, Maeve being, uh, you know, because the scene with uh, Maeve and Bernard and Ford is right in the middle of this. Yeah. So all, all of this sort of, and it makes sense because it all sort of links together because he actually tells a story from his point of view. This this time he went to Maeve and her daughter and why he did that, what he did. Uh, so yeah. So he starts off his monologue because uh, he's tied up. Teddy's tied him up because Teddy, of course, remembers the Dolores stuff. And he, of course, now is questioning the sanity of the Man in Black and whether or not he should be trusted and so on. And Man in Black starts off this by saying, do you want to know who I really am? And, of course, at this point, I, I'm, I'm sitting up He's on my seat. He's sitting screaming, like, going, yes, yeah, just like, tell me. Yeah, see it, see it. And then he said, I'm a god. I'm like, oh, God. But the fact is, is, he then goes on to describe so much stuff that I'm sure is, is all relevant and useful, but he does everything but say his name, the son of a bitch. Do you know what I will say though, my favourite thing about him saying I'm a god. Yeah. Ford. Uh, it, yeah, it yeah. makes him like this perfect foil to Ford now. Like, I mean, we got it already, you know, where they had that conversation, was it last week? Oh, no, it was like two weeks ago. Maybe, two three, weeks maybe ago. three weeks ago. I don't know. It's all kind yeah. of blurring together, to be honest. But, like, we, we've seen them play off each other and we got this idea. But him saying he's a god, we've got two men with these god complexes. And it's like, what do they do differently? What do they? What are they yeah. trying to achieve? It's it's kind of like how uh, if Ford is the villain of the show, if if he is the villain, then Man in Black is the kind of anti-hero who is there to stop him. It's, it's it, yeah. At least at this point, that's what it feels like. Whether or not it, go- I mean, who knows what they're going to reveal? Yeah, we. I'm not even going to try and guess some of the stuff. So, what do we learn about the Man in Black? What does he tell us here? He tells us a lot of things. Uh. Perhaps the biggest thing that links up with the theory that he is William is that he says that he has a wife and a daughter. He has a daughter as well, but more specifically, he says he has a wife. And he says he's been married for 30 years. If you recall, last week, William said that, or at least we've known throughout this season, that he's getting ready to marry someone, uh, Logan's sister. Yeah, just as soon as he gets back from Westworld, by the sounds of it. And... Before we even heard this information, we all assumed that this was about 30 years because of the incident that they'd spoken about, you know. Mm. You know, we've not had an incident in 30 years plus. And so we were all thinking it was about 30 years anyway. So this kind of links up with that. We did find out the name of uh, William's wife-to-be in last week's episode. Uh, the name was Julia. And I was kind of paying a... Because like, I actually didn't remember that when I was watching this scene, but it was after this scene I went back and checked what name he said, just, just in case there was a link-up. Because at one point... He did say that his daughter's name was Emily, but the way he phrased it, I actually thought he meant his wife. Right, okay. And I went back to check to see, did the names match up? And they didn't. So then I went back and watched this week's scene, and I just paid attention to how he phrased it, but it sounds like it's his daughter whose name is Emily. Because uh, it, it, it tells us all this stuff about his character, that his wife committed suicide a year ago, uh, which yes. is what led to the, uh, the, the Maeve sort of backstory. But his wife committed suicide, and his daughter actually told him that she committed suicide because of him, because mm-hmm. of the life she lived with him, and that he was a sociopath. And he talks about how, like, even though he never brought them to Westworld, like, his wife could sense the type of man that he was, like, he was a bit of a sociopath. Like, she could sense that, even though she never actually saw anything. You know, he says that all these good things I've done out in the world, you know, I really, you know I'm a titan of industry out there, I've done all this stuff. Like, it's almost like a big just wall of fake good things to hide the fact that I'm really this, you know, non-feeling person. And perhaps most interestingly, he does, he says something very similar to what William said last week about Mm. how out here in the park, he he gets to be his real self. 
it's very similar to William last week's sort of he because last week William said he realised what this place was that you get to discover who you really are. Uh, Man in Black says something very similar to that this week. Yeah. So again, this is all kind of like it feel, at this point it doesn't feel like such a wild fan theory. At this point it feels like no, no, no. There's evidence here to really suggest that this yeah. is what's going on. I also like the idea that William progressed in the company that far. Like like he got that that extra few rungs up higher because he he says he's like really hyping the company or whatever doesn't he? he says he's like a, a prominent businessman like big shareholder or something like that yeah 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 and obviously william has always seemed to be like right on the lower levels of management so oh, yeah. you know well, he's worked his way up well, yeah but now if you remember back when we found that out and it, there was that whole thing with logan like sort of you know putting him down by saying oh you'll always be there i suggested yeah. at the time if he was the man in black that it was kind of this whole experience that motivated him to actually like push himself yeah you know this was you know the inciting incident for him to do all that um and this lines up with that perfectly like all, yeah, all this does. is kind of coming together what this conversation does kind of prove me wrong on there's a couple of things i said in that same episode about how because we see the maze on like the coffin they had the uh the explosives in and all that and I said maybe the reason why he's obsessed with the maze and the reason why he thinks there's a deeper game to the park is because of Dolores and because of this whole adventure he's on right now with Dolores and how that's... Um, like He sees her being more human, which William seems to be seeing her as more human, you know, um, and, and, how, and that would be sort of why he's obsessed. Whereas in this, though, he actually does kind of tell us why he's obsessed. He, It was actually much more recent than that. It was a year ago. It was with Maeve. Um, that he went to see Maeve and like kill Maeve and her daughter to see if he'd feel anything you know and he says yeah. to Teddy that he felt nothing um, but the way she reacted the way she tried to protect her daughter and the way she ran out and tried to flee like that that was like a sign of life and then she lands on what looks like the maze in the ground and that he says that this is when the maze revealed itself to me and I wonder if maybe he recognises it from the past if that's why it feels more important than it maybe would be yeah because he goes oh that's not just a random shape yeah um, but no, it's, it's like the whole time he's speaking, I'm just like, oh man, like all these details are all like seeping out, and I'm just like, I'm on the edge of my seat, just listening to every word, like looking for key phrases. And there was a couple of them in there. Though. There was the thirty years. There was the same line that William said last week. Um, it's feeling really probable now. Yeah, I mean, sure they could still surprise me and swerve it off, but it feels like they're seeding too much of it for it to not be yeah, yeah. it kind of, i'm gonna to keep it oh, spoiler free there it reminds me of how i felt during the first season of mr robot where mm. it was like sure it might not be but there's there's just enough stuff every time that makes me think this yeah. is this probably is the case there was a point in that season where it was a definite like no no no, this is what's happening this is what's going on so when they revealed that and even when they eventually did reveal what was going on in mr robot they played it like yeah you figured this out along the way you were kind of supposed to yeah yeah and here i feel like like you know credit to the first person who came up with this theory you know back you know in episode two because you've seen it before a lot of other people did but i do think that most of us probably would have started having these thoughts a little bit later I think the last like three episodes specifically have been leading, you know, putting a lot of little hints and a lot of little. I think if nothing else, this episode because of the stuff with Dolores and her, well, the, the, her confirming that we have multiple timelines here, hmm. would you know maybe set you to start thinking about things. Well, yeah, I don't think I have uh, grinned and like you know felt as 
connected to the show quite as much as when Dolores utters the word or utters the sentence when are we <laughs> I'm yeah. like yes Dolores <laughs> yes you're asking the right questions when are we <laughs> yeah. yeah it's exactly it her stuff alone establishes at least three timelines it does when they all are I mean still kind of up for grabs we're, we're trying to put the pieces in place there's also the possibility that what we're seeing with her isn't necessarily what we're seeing with William at the same time. Because there's a lot of times in this where you see her and William should be there in shot, but he's not. Oh, let's go through this in order, because I feel like I have a thing on that, but I don't know okay. how to say it without talking yeah. about it in order. Um, so, yeah, so Dolores and William, they're, 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 they go off the train last episode, they're getting close to what she calls home, and they they encounter a a man who's dying. Like they, well, they kind of a bunch of dead soldiers, but there's one man in particular who's uh, still alive. He's still kind of just kicking for a little bit. And Dolores is really sympathetic and wants to try and help him. And she goes to get water. And William, almost out of character slightly, is kind of like there's not much point. <laughs> like he's he's clearly a goner. Yeah, it feels like you know he's he's becoming the man in black. He's becoming very aware that. Do you know what? They're they're not people. This is just part of a game. Yeah, but when she goes off to get the water, like you don't see anything. He's just the guy's just dead when she comes back. But you kind of just take, you have to assume that William just sort of snuffed them out. That was the implication for definite. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. The way because it. it ends on him looking at it, yeah. and then I almost expected to hear a sound like, as it cut away. I almost expected to hear like a gunshot or a neck snap, or something. Well, I wasn't thinking. I was. I was thinking it would be a quiet thing, so that she yeah. wouldn't know. Like, uh, and a gunshot wouldn't be that. I was thinking just the hand over the mouth. You know. Close, yeah. yeah. I, I. I just expected to hear something. That's how like mm. clear the implication was. No, nah, they've left it wonderfully ambiguous enough that. Yeah. Theoretically, he couldn't have, but I'm pretty sure he did. Like, it feels so. It lightly. feels like he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So they get to the place that she's been looking for, and this is when things start to really get. Wonky and timey wimey and what's yes. going on. So she looks down and she sees the town and it seems like William sees it as well. But as she walks towards it, it's like we like travel through time almost. Like you know, from Dolores' perspective, we are now in a different time. When she walks into the town and we see the host that was the uh, the one who greeted William on the train and is in the other storyline right now with the man in black, we see Maeve in this town. Yeah, uh, we see. I think the tattooed lady as well, who's with, with Hector, was one of the women dancing in that scene. It may well have been. There was quite a few people there yeah. that I didn't catch everyone. Yeah, but they're all learning to dance, and I almost like one like it felt like they were teaching them to dance to be more human. It felt like almost like this was pre park opening timeline. It did. It was. Ve- it yeah. felt very early. If if not yeah. necessarily pre park opening, it's you know year one. Yeah, and Dolores, of course, the scene ends with Dolores turning round and seeing herself, and she tr- tries to shoot herself, like the one she looks at tries to shoot herself, and that's when we come back and William comes up and says, well, what are you doing, and puts the gun down, and then we're in what looks like the present day version of this town with the, the church just like sneaking up out of the ground, you know, buried underneath that we've seen with Ford, but before we... That even... means this is still the past, because Ford dug up this. We've seen him dig up this whole area. True. Before we even get... 
I've got something to say before we even get onto mm. theories about that. So assuming this is in the past, and that that would mean that we don't really know what Dolores is doing in the present. You know, like, you know, obviously the Man in Black dragging her away was you know in the present when it happened. You know, because that was you know recent. And Man in Black's clearly in the present. At the, well, at least as far as we know. I mean, as who, far as we know, yeah. yeah. Who knows if different timelines will be introduced that are more more futuristic than that, but. But because Dolores keeps flashing between things and she keeps sort of like having these weird memories that all seem to be kind of interlinking with each other, I almost... I actually think that present-day Dolores is also here. Yes. I think she's like retracing her steps. Like she's remembering this like adventure and she's retracing, you know, and she's like there as well in present day. And that's why she's seeing herself. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think that's one of the few times we're following present day Dolores, or maybe slightly in the past, based on what I just said about the church, because it's on her perspective when she turns around and sees her holding the gun. But then we flip over to her with the gun, right? Like it swaps perspective from who yeah. we're with. So it's like, no, this is two separate times. Which, which then leads me to say, so obviously when William like pulls the gun down and says we need to go, like we're we're in what looks like near you know, recent times because the church is buried underground. But I would speculate that that's not what William's seen. I agree. I don't think William's seen that. I think William's still seen the structures because yeah. it just, it feels like we're seeing this from her weird perspective where everything's sort of blowing together. And like before when he's seen it, there was stuff there, but he doesn't seem to be reacting as if anything, you know. Yeah. And we've seen from Bernard, they are not afraid to show us from their perspective, like the door. They are not afraid to hide things from it's, us. Yeah, exactly. Just based on their perspective. So when he pulls that gun down and we see it looks like it's all buried, I don't think that's what he's seeing. I I think that's what she's seeing because she's having this weird memory loop sort of thing going on. Yeah. Um. So which is why I almost think that ever since Dolores like met up with William, I think the entire thing's from her perspective. So that when things like this happen, it's not that like weird stuff's going on necessarily like outward it's just that it's her, from her perspective and she's remembering this story but she's occasionally like blinking back into the future or present day yeah it's like she's experienced everything at once isn't she yeah kind of thing yeah so like her going through this is her remembering the story with William which again I think for me leads me to believe more lately that he is the man in black because this is why it's like this big moment for her past and why maybe man in black doing what he did in episode one is what's triggered this sort of sequence of events. Yeah, and just to give credence to that, this is obviously the same thing that's happening to Maeve, and we see her physically replay her actions. Like, she takes the same steps. Exactly, she, yeah. She, like, like, exactly, like, identical. And that will be, like, how she is retracing this journey identically. Exactly. So, yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, they're probably going to completely, like, turn it on our heads next week or whatever, but... Right now, it feels like a lot of it's making a bit more sense, at least to me. Yeah. There was one other big thing for me. Right, so we've heard her hear a voice in the past. You know, like the, Women's the voice. Women's yeah. voice this week. It's yeah. closer. It is closer to her voice now. Yeah. It's closer to becoming not just it's... an outside force, an outside god. It's closer to her being self-actualized. It's when... Uh, it's the moment with the, the, water, the dying soldier. Yeah, yeah and she's yeah. out of the water. And she hears the voice. And I was like, wait, that's a woman's voice. Like... Is is this her voice now? Like you know, it's the, not quite hers, but it's it's getting closer. It's closer, yeah. It's closer. You know that whole idea again. Going back to when this was explained to us, that 
it's like hearing another voice, like you know, it'd be Arnold's voice that it should hear until it would kickstart her own like pro- thought process to the point where she's having her own voice in her head. You know like we all I do. really want to go back and listen to that now and see if that voice she heard is actually Bernard. Um, I did actually see some people say that they thought it did sound like his um, mm. after the last week. Well, not actually. I mean, I'd have to go back and pro- yeah, that's what I mean. I'd it, have but, to go and check. Um, I, I think it's always been slightly sort of like distorted. Like, there's even in this one again, it's like mixing her voice with someone else's, and there's like a bit of like a you know not computerized, but like a sort of like a, a it's artificial like a digitized echo, isn't it? Like yeah, like an echo sort of also maybe slightly bassier as well, just to mm. obscure it a little bit. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's definitely there's definitely something there. It is, but I thought it was it was just how it was suddenly a female where it was very distinctly just a male before. Yeah. It's like, and obviously we spoke about how this this whole theory at length. And it was just like, oh, this is closer to becoming her. Yeah, um, and of course after they leave there, we're clearly back in at least a more normal version of their timeline because they run into Logan, uh, which is kind of their cliffhanger at the end of the episode. And Logan seems pissed. <laughs> yeah, well, he is a bit of a dick, so, you know. He is. And, of course, one thing we didn't mention with Bernard, which I'm sure people would be throwing their hands up in the air and screaming at us if we didn't talk about, was Elsie. Aye. And more specifically, so when we get towards the end of the episode again, we see Ford with Bernard, and this is like, he's had Bernard like clean up all the evidence of Teresa, and we had that thing with Hemsworth um, light. <laughs> who comes and talks to Bernard and Ford's already wiped the memory of like his relationship with Teresa so that he won't feel the, the pain and the panic which by the way that was a phenomenal scene when he uh, is like panicking and like crying and then Ford says alright turn off your emotions and like you know he just you know Jeffrey Wright just kind of slopes back into like default position yeah. really really good but yeah so Hemsworth Light comes and like speaks to him and is like yeah, yeah, it's my place to know what's going on in the park. He didn't know about anything else that's been going on in the last couple of weeks, though. I just want to point that out. You're a shit security guy, by the way. He, is, he isn't very good, is he? But he knows they were sleeping together. And uh, Bernard, of course, is all, this doesn't mean anything to me. You know? Yeah, it's like a deadly <laughs> newer, I think he says. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just using that line because that was yeah, the, yeah. the stock line for them when they're looking at something they don't yeah. understand. Uh, he, yeah, he doesn't uh, know what he's talking about, and he's just like, yeah, 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 I barely knew her. I mean, I respected her professionally, of course, but uh, but we see him like, you know, clean up all the evidence, you know, her hair in his bed, and you know, other bits and bobs, and just uh, which, by the way, I mean, to be fair, it goes completely against everything we were saying last week. How we thought Teresa was going to be uh, hostified. I was just going to bring that up, which begs the question: Who the hell is he making? Elsie. I mean. Sure, because be. at least, at least with Teresa, he's just come out and said she's dead to everyone. Like he's shown on the body. Yeah, yeah. Whereas but, with Elsie, yeah. But if someone else shows up dead, it's going to re- start raising a lot of questions. Like you know, it's one thing to suggest that one person accidentally fell and you know died, but but she's just on vacation right now. She's got to come yeah. back at some point. She does, uh, which is why I'm thinking that. Because obviously, the, I think it's a great moment that Bernard says, "Have I done? Have you made me do this before?" And Ford, like, completely believable as well, might I say, with a straight face says, of course not, Bernard, you know? Mm. Uh, and we get a quick glimpse of him strangling Elsie <laughs> from the previous episode. Do you know what I find very interesting? This is another case of the, the seeing things from her perspective because we saw him, like, on the phone, like, just before, right? 
because Elsie was on the phone. To yeah, him. close, close, close enough to it. Yeah. So it's like, hmm, he's he's clearly had some memories messed with here. Yeah, uh, that, that stands to reason. Yeah, but it was fair because even when he asked that, I wasn't even thinking about Elsie. I was just thinking about you know because he. Ford last week said, "Oh, every so often this happens, and there has to be a blood mm. sacrifice." You know, like I was just thinking, "Oh, he's had them had him do this every so often, but not necessarily with Elsie." But it yeah. makes sense. Like I, I, I get why that that is. Um, so no, everything has been really fascinating. And to start with, uh, some Ford in this scene or in this episode, I want to go back to when the scene where they actually have Teresa's body in like their, their sort of morgue or one of their um, butcher areas, and we have, you know, Charlotte Hale, who's the, the Delos sort of, you know, representative there, and she's talking to Ford, and Ford brings up the, uh, the the sham from last week, the, the fake test to try and discredit yeah. Arnold, or, sorry, Bernard, Freudian slip there, uh, <laughs> to discredit Bernard, and, you know, and I love this scene because both him and Hale, the entire time, they're both keeping a straight face and they're talking about what's happening and what Teresa must have been up to and what's going on and um, about the test and all that. Both of them this entire time in this scene are both both know they're lying to each other. Yeah, they both know they're just full-on bullshit into each other. Yeah. And, and I think they know that the other knows as well, yeah. but they just carry on either the, way. The, the, yeah, they're doing the theatrics. He knows she's lying to him and he knows she knows he knows. And vice yeah, versa, yeah. like, it, and but the entire time it plays out so interestingly, it's so engrossing, and like, it, you know, it's like a, I don't know, it's, it's almost, it's almost like a political intrigue kind of thing where they're they're playing each other, and they're they have all these moving pieces, and they're trying to like prove each other wrong. And Hale, of course, goes to Le, and starts him on a little thing because she, she's actually got all the information that she wanted. This thirty five years of data about the park. And they actually go to the the host that was playing Dolores' father in the first episode. Um, presumably because he's the newest one there, so he's the least... Because a lot of the other ones look kind of, you know... They've been down there for a long time, they look mouldy. Yeah, he'll get away with things easier, like passing. Yeah, and she says, right, upload all that to him and give him enough character that he can pass for, you know, getting on a train out of here or something like that, she says. Yeah. Um, so... No, so she's playing. She's making moves to try and like sneak out information now. Yeah, but does that mean she was the one doing it before? You know the 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 satellite uplink. Well, yeah, it's when Lee says to her when she comes into his office yeah. and he's like training the new uh, the the host to do part of the the new storyline, which she uh, calls out as busy work. She says to when he says, uh, "Oh, I heard she was sneaking company secrets out," and the line she gives him is, "She is not doing anything that was not at Delos's behest." Yeah. So it sounds like, yeah, what she was doing was something that the company wanted. It's almost like uh, Ford is actually holding a lot of secrets and a lot of things, you know, from them that they are themselves trying to espionage out of the park so they can have it, so they can get rid of him. It's interesting you say that, but I wonder how much even Ford knows and how much is just stuff that Arnold knew that he never shared. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. it's, it is interesting. Um, and again, Bernard even asked a lot of questions that we had about his backstory, about his wife, about his son, and Ford says every host needs a backstory. It makes you yeah. more lifelike. And Bernard even says lifelike but not alive. Like he's he's like he's at the point where he's really questioning like his own like you know humanity. Like am I alive? Like, and again, yeah. it, it comes back to what I was talking about earlier, where you know 
Ford's all, uh, you know, there's that fine line and, you know, it doesn't really exist, you know, that was something Arnold believed. But then, is Bernard questioning that, like, because he's based on Arnold? Like, you know, is that why he's saying these things? It's that, but then you could go, but maybe he's questioning it because he has this knowledge of the fact that he is a host, but he knows he has these feelings because of his ability to work on hosts. You know, because he's head of, what, behaviour, is it? Yeah. So it's like he has this understanding of them while being one, so he has to question himself at this point. So it could be just because of that. Yeah. I it's, just don't know. It's funny, actually, because I was so quick to get the Man in Black and Dolores stuff that we did skip a lot of that Bernard stuff earlier on. Uh, but, yeah, we did. Um, but no, that's uh, <laughs> that's the episode. There's probably other details that I'm... I'm you know, the stuff with the butchers, I think, is interesting. Like, the way they're reacting with um, Maeve and the way she seems to have control over them, but does she really? You know, I I, I even wonder, like, were you right that they're all hosts as well? You know, can, can they secretly do all this? You know, if they, you know, I, I don't know. There's a lot of... There's too many questions at this point that... I, I think the thing is, though, the show has made us question everything. Which, like, I, it's, it's, which, it's, which I think is one of the themes of the show because the whole the whole idea of the show is that the hosts are questioning their own reality so it's almost this really quite genius power play on us that they're making us question everything as well which could very easily be frustrating but it's not it could, that's what I mean though but the fact is like always saying oh it could be this, it could be that it could be literally anything because we're questioning every tiny thing it doesn't matter what it is even if it's almost presented to us as absolute fact we're still questioning it. Like, for example, just in this one, uh, Dolores and whether, whether or not those buildings were there or not. Like, we're questioning it, even though the show presented it to us as one thing. And that that makes it hard to actually guess firm answers to anything. It does. Do you know, I'm actually going to make one criticism because, I mean, it's been exceedingly positive and it's mostly been about theories and <laughs> all that. Um, not so much about this episode, just about the show as a whole. Hmm. Is uh, so it was like episode three or four, whatever one it was, that ended with Ford finding that uh, the top of the church in the ground, right? Because you know back then, I will criticize him a little bit that that reveal on its own, because at the time we were even like, what was we weren't even sure what it was, you know? I think we said it might be the top of a church. It kind of looked like that, but it was all burned as well. It was hard to tell. Uh, we didn't know what it meant, and you know that that episode ended with the like as if this meant something, which it does clearly it does now, but I almost think that. And obviously you couldn't do this because a lot of the reason why all this stuff worked just now is because they've spent the time building up that we should not trust, you know, what we see and that we should question what time we're in and all the rest of it. But, like, that scene of Ford finding that church head would have meant a lot more to us after, like, what we know now, you know? Yeah, because now we know that was, like, the first town that Westworld had. It was the training ground, and we also know it's what Dolores is trying to get back to, which makes sense. If that's where they all learned everything, that would feel like home. That would feel like the first yeah, place. Yeah, I, I feel like... Uh, what, what's what's the town called at the minute? Blanking. Oh, I can't remember the name of the town. But yeah, but I feel like that was back at the start of the of the, of the the show, like the, mm. the, show, the start of the theme park. That was like that town. And yeah. obviously it was, it was much smaller. And like so the visitors would go there instead of this new, bigger place that's come a little bit later. Not much later, just, you know, like a few years later, they've expanded. Enough time for William to uh, arrive there, so it's all done. Yeah, but we know he's not there right at the start of the theme park, because they've, they've said, like, it's been 
open a few years, I think I think they've implied. Yeah, I think the common consensus right now is that the four timelines we have, uh, where this first town was, where they're all being trained, where Arnold was still alive, was yeah. about 35 years ago. We then have the William Dolores stuff, which is about 30 years ago. Yep. We have one year ago, which is when the man in black killed Maven, our daughter. And in my opinion, when Dolores is walking and seeing this church steeple in this one. All right, okay. Because I, I, like, I'm sure Ford has dug up that entire area by this point in the present. Because we've seen him, you know, he had all the machines and the diggers out there. Yeah, that, that, that makes and sense. And he made, he made the power play, didn't he, out there on the, on the balcony. That wasn't there. No, no, but like we saw him building this area, which include like that was a part of this whole landscape. It's true. I mean, we don't know for sure that he's actually dug up that specific place yet. We know yeah. that that's going to be included in his overall thing, but we don't know for sure that he's actually dug up that because we've not seen that like excavated. We've not seen that. We haven't, but I feel yeah. like it was like it's been implied that that stuff's done almost, like because they're on to the actual implementation. You, you may be right. You, you you very possibly are right. I'm just devil's yeah. advocate. I I you know we've not actually seen that, and given this show. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um. I don't want to speculate as to that, especially since it feels like. I mean, it could be. I mean, it's entirely possible. I suppose that the the present day of the first episode was a year ago, or not a year ago. Because it has to be a bit a, some time later, though, because like this is like post Man in Black with his current find the maze attitude when he f- drags Dolores off. That yes. has to be after the Maeve stuff. Yes, it does. So. Oh, maybe there's some time in between. (laughs) (laughs) But, right, that aside... Even ignoring that, yeah. Yeah, four main timelines, 35-ish years ago, 30 years ago, which is when we think it's William and Dolores and he's really the man in black. A year ago, when the man in black kills Maeve and her daughter, and then present day, which is where we have Bernard and we have... Uh, everything all else. the Ford stuff and yeah, all, all the basically everything that takes place behind the scenes in the park. Yeah, 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 and Teddy, of course. Yes, but then that and that would put the what we think are flashbacks with the real Arnold, if he is Bernard, talking to Dolores, would be in the thirty-five year sort of part of it. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, when he's experimenting with her, and yeah. Oh dear, we need we need a diagram and maps. Need a flowchart flowcharts and all kinds of things um, of course let us know what you thought of this episode guys uh, I, I guess in terms of enjoyment I I found this one exceptionally intriguing I thought it uh, it fed on a lot of things we were already thinking so it felt very satisfying whilst leaving a lot of things open for more as clearly we've just spent the last 40 plus minutes interpreting in our way the best we can could be wrong very probably might be. yeah <laughs> oh jeez but that's Westworld episode 8. Uh, we have two left. Who knows how much theorize... Because I am really expecting... I'm expecting so much that the finale is going to drop something on us. That's going to leave us, like, reeling. Just, and... I, that's the thing. It's like, again, to kind of go back to Mr. Robot. It's <laughs> like, yeah, there's stuff we know. And we're piecing it together. But then there's something else that just drop on you out of nowhere. That you have no clue is coming. And it completely makes you... Reconsider, yeah, yeah. Reconsider everything that's already happened. It's like, how does this all fit? You know, oh, I would God. not be surprised to feel the same way at the end of this. <laughs> I have a question. Did you did you catch the the song in this one? Did you did you notice what it was? Uh, the first one, yes. Not the second one. 
Uh, yeah, the first one. That was the main one, though. When yeah. when Maeve goes back in. I, I may have the name. I don't know if this is actually the name of the song, but it's the House of the Rising Sun, isn't it? That one. Oh, that, that's the later one, isn't it? No, that's the one that's earlier on. Is that the earlier one? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting them mixed up then. Yeah, you're, you're slipping, slipping them around. Because the other one's the, uh, the Amy Winehouse one, the, the Back to Black. Yeah, I wouldn't have recognised that. It was the first one I recognised. Yeah, right. So it's got a really famous intro to the yeah, yeah. Rising Sun. That's why I recognised it. Makes sense. Is that what it's called? Am, am, am I just... Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, okay. It's, it's one of those things where I know the song, but like, is that famous part of the song actually the title? You know, like a... I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I don't know. So, some of them th- th- throw you for a loop. Yeah. But uh, no, that's Westworld, guys. Let us know what you thought. <laughs> Wild that, theories, that, that speculation. That awful pun. What awful pun? Make Throw pun. you for a loop, really, in this bloody show. <laughs> that was not intentional, okay? <laughs> that was not intentional. <sighs> Thanks very much for watching, guys. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Uh, we should be back to a regular time to get this up next week. Uh, by hook or by crook, we will do our best. Uh, but uh, only, only one later episode out of eight it's not too bad I suppose uh, so thanks very much for watching guys like and subscribe keep watching TV we'll see you next time